One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wish for it, or you can work for it. You gotta work for greatness. If you ain't working, you should be working. Let's work. These are the Confessions of a Workaholic. Workaholic. Welcome to Confessions of a Workaholic, where we share the success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs who are obsessed with success. This episode is brought to you by the Work Squad, which is the support group you need when you are dedicated to your dream. Our private accountability community is the perfect place for you to connect, exchange ideas, learn new tricks, and get the keys you need to crush your goals. For information on how you can join the squad, log on to workpraytslay.com or check the show notes for details. Today, we are talking to Yolanda Keels Walker. Yolanda is a serial entrepreneur, real estate investor, author, speaker, coach, and overcomer. Last year, we had the pleasure of having Yolanda as a speaker at Work, Pray, Slay Weekend, and she dropped so many gems that I just had to get her on the show. So Yolanda, are you ready to confess? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Cole. So, is the name still the same, Yolanda? We're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> Putting some respect on your name. Yeah, you know, the last name has changed recently because I got married, but, you know, I'm still Yolanda Kills Walker. Absolutely. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So I always like to start the conversation just by asking what you started your career out doing because I find it so interesting how our passions tend to lead us away from our profession. So what did you actually start out doing? Wow. So after I graduated from Hampton University in Hampton, Virginia, I went on to start my career with the Central Intelligence Agency, also known as the CIA. Uh, While there, I was in contracts and procurement and kind of worked my way up to be a business advisor, really helping to negotiate on behalf of the government and, you know, just be of service to that organization. After that, uh, I wanted to make some more money, so I went to the other side. And of course, you know, when you have a good government clearance, 
um, and, you know, a great background and an organization like the CIA, you could pretty much write your own ticket. And so for me, I worked for several government contractors and I was making six figures, honestly, by 24, 25 years old, just helping to manage and negotiate contracts, um, government contracts, when government contracts, when I was in that field, I was negotiating, you know, almost billion dollar effort for a lot of these companies, um, the youngest in the room, most times, you know, the only woman in the room, a lot of times, definitely the only brown girl in the room. And so, you know, that kind of groomed me a little bit for entrepreneurship. But I will tell you, um, after that, I got into a completely different field. Um, but, you know, some of those skills were definitely transferable and helped me become a really great entrepreneur. Yes. And we are definitely going to talk about um all of your streams, because you have several. I said you are a serial entrepreneur. But before we do that, got to shout out to the fact that I have another HBCU alum in the building. Hey. I get, listen, I've had so many family folks on here. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> okay. so I'm so excited that we didn't switched it up. We got some fresh, fresh Hampton blood in the building. Shout out to all that. <laughs> There. No, no shade. You know, TSU and family no rivalry, but no shade. Okay, so let's get into this serial entrepreneurial journey um, that you have going on, because we always have heard, or more, you know, more recently things have changed. People are realizing that we need multiple streams of income. But back in the day, we would always hear, you know, wealthy people. The average millionaire has seven streams of income, but these days we all need multiple streams of income. So. I know that you have the sweet extensions, right? You got real estate investing. In addition to the yes. real estate investing, you have Her Wealth, Her Way, which is like a real estate investment movement for women. You yes. got the business, babes. What am I missing? Let's talk about some of these streams. Do you have one that you feel like is like your baby, your priority? You know, you have the most fun doing it. If you had to let them all go, you would choose one. How do you feel about the <sighs> <laughs> so I have been, you know, kind of working in silence for the last year and a half on, on something. Um, and I'll share it because I, you know, I want to be real. I want to be transparent. I feel like a lot of times people just pop up with things and they don't really tell you the whole story. So, you know, my family is from the South, South Carolina. Um, and, you know, we have a family farm. I used to spend summers there. And, you know, my parents are divorced. So when I went, I was always with my dad and he's taking me fishing and riding horses and, you know, um, farming and doing all these things. And so, you know, kind of growing up, I hated it because I was a suburban girl. I like to be inside and do girly things. But, you know, now at this point in my life, I am noticing that, you know, hey, I have land that is accessible to me that's been passed on from generation to generation to generation that is literally at my disposal. Not only that, but, you know, when you move up north, like I was living in the D.C. area, I'm in the Philadelphia area primarily now, and it's not cheap. You know, I'm paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for 2,000, 3,000 square feet and, you know, going to Whole Foods every day. And, you know, my grocery bill is crazy when, you know, again, I have things that are accessible to me down south. And so what I've been working on um, over the last year and a half is really kind of, you know, kind of helping to run, um, scale my family's farming business um, now, and then really position myself to be able to take that over and to get into new industries, primarily hemp. And so that's the new baby. That's something that I have absolutely been 
kind of working on while still managing the 511 jobs I have going on because, you know, we really have to be forward thinking um, when there are new industries that are popping up, particularly things like, you know, um, like the hemp industry, we really need to take notice and get on board of that. Think about all of the people who are, you know, first to YouTube, first to Instagram, really kind of first to the internet. Being first and, you know, kind of like at the, at the beginning of that industry really kind of gives you a leg up. And so, you know, I'm definitely in a very transitional phase in my life. After I left corporate America, I um, went on to open several salons and built them up to seven-figure businesses, have sold them, um, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, I love that. I still love beauty. I still love that. But this Yolanda wants to do, you know, something else. I definitely am ready for like a slower pace of life. Um, I'm definitely ready to just, you know, kind of switch things up and get into something else. So I'll still have select beauty businesses and things like that. But, you know, this is, this is my baby. This is absolutely my baby. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to ask you the question that I know everybody asks, and I always roll my eyes when I'm asked this question. So I'm going to put it on you. How do yep. you balance? And balance is like a bad word because I think that it does not exist. And I think that when you think that you're supposed to balance, you're never going to be successful. So you're always going to be frustrated. But with right. multiple projects that you have going on, obviously you are developing something in a, in a city, in a state that you don't live in. So that's a whole nother right. added layer of stress aside from the new husband, the babies. Yeah. I don't even want to say balance. How do you prioritize? Like, how do you do it all? So it's really about integration. You know, on any given day, like I'm tackling the fires and then I am constantly, constantly managing and trying to just become more efficient. One of the things that, you know, I struggle with, I still continue to struggle with is delegation and management. So the baby, the farm is something that, you know, thankfully that is a family business. That is not something that I have to tend to and feed um, on a daily basis at this point in my life, you know, so really I'm in educational phase. I'm in, you know, kind of lining these things up and, you know, honestly, just working on the business side while, you know, my family, my dad, my uncles, um, my cousins and all of them that, that are already in that industry, like we're, it's a partnership, you know, I am looking at, okay, I need to negotiate the contracts with the processors. I need to figure out, okay, what's the best way for us to scale this. We have X amount of acres. Now I need to figure out exactly how to, you know, kind of scale that um, and be able to buy more. And so, you know, that partnership lets me kind of do what I'm good at and I let them do, you know, I let them get their hands dirty. Um, if I need to jump in there, I will absolutely do that. But that, again, doesn't require me to be, to have boots on the ground in that area. I can make phone calls and set up meetings and do all those things from abroad. At the same time, you know, my last visit, I had my children with me and they're right there, you know, getting in that mommy time, but, you know, also learning the family business. And it's not something where, you know, they only see me. Um, after work hours, like, no, if I have a meeting or, you know, something else, like they are literally right there with me. And what I noticed at a young age, a lot of us will apologize for having kids, or we will miss out on certain opportunities because, you know, hey, we didn't get a babysitter. And I had to just take a, take a step back and say, you know, I'd be damned 
at the end of the day, I don't know what it is about this society, but we punish women for having kids. Like, you know, everyone that is an adult, you were once a kid, you know, and if somebody punished your mom for you just existing and her having to bring you along to do certain things, you know, it, 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 you would feel some type of way about that. And so, you know, culturally, we do the same thing to women that have children. We look down upon them. Oh, they should have gotten a sitter. They should have done this. They should have done that. No. So, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, not every time is the most opportune time for you to have your kids there. Sometimes they do, you know, need to be at home or somewhere, just not where you are. But when you can integrate them, by all means, let's do that. And let's take away that stigma and not make people feel bad um, for, you know, having to integrate them. Um, you know, aside from that, it's really just delegation. Like I do employ several people. Um, I'll tell you there's an upside and there's a downside to that. Like while I was on my honeymoon, you know, I, I ended up having like Silas steal from me. I come back and it's literally, you know, less than $500 um, being collected. And, you know, I get a response. Oh, it was slow. I roll back the cameras. You know, it's not slow. So it, it, it's normal. And, you know, we definitely did more than that for business. So, I mean, it's a catch-22. And that's honestly just one of the issues that, you know, we kind of face being business owners. But I'll tell you, like, it just makes you sharper. And it just makes you stay on your toes and you have to be efficient. For me, I am not going to be broke. I am absolutely planning for two generations down the line. I know exactly how much money I want in retirement. I know exactly you know, the legacy that I want to leave. And I'm just not willing to put that all, you know, in one stream. Aside from that, I'm a creative. I like doing different things. Everything that I like doing, I'm going to make money in it. And, and you know, and that's just going to be that. And so I can't say that I'm ever balanced. At the end of the day, I tackle the things that I need to tackle and I delegate out the rest. And I completely get it. I know some people are just like, I don't want to hire anybody. Look, <laughs> some things are just hard for the course. Things are going to happen. Yeah. And you just, you know, you just that don't let, you know, those negative things stop you. Like that literally happened to me. These are people that I've known and employed and supported and gave cash advances to and paid for training and all these things for three years, five years, seven years you know, that have done things, but at the same time, you know, I can't say, okay, well, let me close up shop because, you know, this negative thing happened to me. Like, no, I rework it out. I hire better, get smarter and continue to build up, you know, those streams of, those streams of revenue for myself. Okay. So you kind of already answered this next question. Um, cause I feel like people definitely do understand at this point that they need multiple streams of income, or at least more than just that one paycheck that they're depending on. Um, and you just said everything that you do, you're going to get paid to do it. So my question is, what advice do you have for people who know they need another stream, but just really don't know where to start? Do you think they should start with the things that they're already doing, figure out how to monetize that? Like, what's your advice for finding what that new stream could be? So a lot of times, you know, a lot of people will say, okay, well, I'm doing this. So let me figure out, you know, what's like it that I can do. And you end up hating it. Right. So you really need to figure out like what your gift is. So contract management, unless you're in like the legal field, there really isn't anything like it. So, you know, for me, I had to think about, okay, well, what is my strength? My strength is making things better. My strength is um, improvement, process improvement. My strength 
is, you know, kind of negotiating that best outcome for my client, um, you know, and then how can I take these transferable skills and apply them to something else? And so, you know, after leaving in corporate America, I opened up a hair salon. I can't braid, you know, I, I can't braid my baby's hair. I can't braid my hair. I can't sew in a weave. I can't curl, do any of these things. And still I was able to scale that to, you know, seven figures worth of worth of sales. And I did that, you know, honestly, in like 15 to 18 months. And it was all hustle and just honestly, a whole lot of prayer, but me using those transferable skills. Like, how can I take what's already in the industry and improve that and make it better so that women, you know, that are like me, that had this specific need come to me. And I was able to do that. I was able to tell my story. People, you know, kind of, um, it resonated with other people and they supported it. So what I would say is take, you know, take a look at your talents, what you're really, really good at, right? What you can apply in different markets, different things. You know, if you're super, super smart and you can figure things out, how do you do that, you know, in a, um, in a almost recession-proof type industry? You know, what is it that you can do um, to help resolve and solve a need that somebody has? And then, you know, allow that to guide your choice, not just, okay, well, you know, I'm an accountant now, so now I'm going to go out and be an accountant for everybody else. If you really hate being an accountant, I don't, I don't think that that's the right approach. So with your organization, um, the Business Babes, I know that you are connecting with and coaching women, you know, on a regular basis. What are some of like the biggest challenges that you notice more and more millennial women um, as they explore entrepreneurship? So I think a lot of it is like monkey see, monkey do now. You know, a lot of people will take a look at Instagram and people online and say, wow, you know, I'm smarter, I'm better, um, you know, I'm more educated. They'll compare themselves to someone that actually just had guts to go out and do some things. And it really kind of boils down to mindset. You know, we love to compare. We love to idolize people. We love to look at people online and say, wow, geez you know, I wish I could do that. But, you know, the steps, we're not really in tune with what we need to do, or we don't put forth the effort, or, you know, it's kind of like analysis paralysis. So, you know, the majority of the work that we do, it's not just a mindset, but it's definitely strategy and just being able to work a plan. You know, you have to have a little bit more than just drive. You definitely have to invest in yourself you have to spend those coins. You have to. You absolutely have to. The people that I know that are at the top of their game spend a lot on self-development, spend a lot of time reading, educating themselves, building relationships, um, you know, honestly, just hustling instead of, you know, wishing. You got to put some work behind the, behind the wish. Some work behind the wish. Tell them mm -hmm. about it. Okay, so listen, we got to... We got to change the subject uh, one time real quick. One thing you and I, well, we have a lot in common, okay? We got the HBCU thing going. We got the AKA hey. storefront. We, we thought hey. that. Um, and another unfortunate thing <laughs> that we have in common is our trifling <laughs> trash ass exes, okay? I posted an Instagram about, about my ex that stole almost $20,000 from me. I know you went through something you know, similar with your ex-husband that you discussed at um, Workplace Slate. And I've come across so many women when I share my story that they start 
sharing similar experiences. So I think it's just crazy that we're going through these things, literally suffering in silence. Um, but yeah. I don't want to wallow in, you know, like the craziness. I want to know how you manage to keep a positive mindset, specifically about marriage, but then also just about partnership. Because if someone that close to you, um, you know, betrays you in that way, that affects, you know, not just your romantic relationships, but you have a hard time trusting people, period. So how did you not get stuck, you know, telling that sad story or reliving that pain? How did you manage to like focus on rebuilding to the point where you are a newlywed? Wow. Yeah. Um, so it, it really wasn't all that long ago, but it feels like forever ago. And I will tell you, once you get to the other side, you know, and for anybody that's going through it, I get it. Like I had to go minute by minute by minute, anxiety attacks, stress, just depression, all of that. But like, once you get to the other side, like I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. Um, and so what I will say just, you know, a little bit. I went through a very, very nasty divorce. I ended up losing um, a business. Um, I've gone through things like, you know, just imagine somebody like imagine losing your grandmother and then finding out, you know, that somebody's putting a child support order against you. Um, even though, you know, you had the kids for the three of the time. Imagine, you know, just craziness, people lying on you, people emptying out your account. Um and, uh, you know, I have um, an ex, like she said, that, you know, put up a business directly on my block across the street, you know, from me. And you can gather whatever thoughts you want to gather about that, you know, maybe you're trying to run out of business or, you know, whatever else. And, you know, there's been a thousand rumors, oh, well, you had to have been cheating, you had to have been doing all this. I didn't do any of that. But, you know, once you kind of go through something like that, it really changes you. And it's up to you um, to not allow that to change you for, you know, the bitter. Allow it to change you for the better. Um, And I can say it took me a long time to be able to trust men. I did not like men. I felt very attacked. I felt very, you know, betrayed. I felt, you know, like I was going to lose my mind. And honestly, the thing that kind of helped me was, you know, just being a mom. Um, if nothing else, it was petty, like, you know, well, girl, if you die tonight, like, you know, that's who's going to be raising your kids. Like, that alone just gives me the strength to like, get up and get my life. You know, but aside from that, like, you have to want it for you. You are not, you know, who that person says that you are. That person is not your daddy. They did not create you. You know, you are who God intended for you to be. And it is 100% absolutely your fault if you allow one person 175 pounds, you know, of the billions, trillions people on the planet, you know, for one person to have that much control over your life, you know, you just can't do it. And so I have always, I've been Yolanda Kills Walker since I was five. You know, that was my maiden name, my mom's name, my dad's name. I have, you know, always strived to be the best at everything that I've done from sports to sorority to profession, to entrepreneurship, to all of those things. And so it was really like, you know, me just waking up and saying, hey, you know exactly who you are. Continue to be that person. And, you know, honestly, it was just God. It was honestly, it was God. And me knowing like, okay, I'm meant for so much more than, you know, to be this person's ex-wife, to be this person's, you know, ex-girlfriend, to do all these different things. 
And, you know, we can't allow somebody's jealousy, somebody else's insecurity, somebody else's, you know, rough upbringing to impact who God intended for us to be. And, you know, that's just the, the, the truth. This situation I'm in right now is all God because I was not checking for my husband, not one bit. He will tell you, I broke up with him three times. And it was all because it's just like, you know what? I, I have too much going on. Like I'm working. I'm not interested in this. I've already seen how this plays out. I'm cool. You know, but I will tell you, it was absolutely, it was just meant because, you know, he didn't give up. He was very, very patient with me. Um, and he's somebody that complimented me. And I'm so thankful because, you know, those negative experiences really impacted what, you know, I thought was available. I think we all have this idealistic view in our mind of what we want marriage to be, of what we, you know, we're going to say our relationships are like, all these different things, you know, and because of how, you know, I had experienced subsequent relationships, I was good on that. But I'll tell you, like, the situation that I'm in right now, as painful as it was, if I could be in this position, I would go through it all again. It is absolutely worth it. God does not waste pain. And I know it, it hurt. I know it hurts. But I, I will tell you, there is, like, a love that is so much deeper than any and all of that hurt. And Ooh. so... I, I get it. I'd spent, you know, a lot of time, like, looking at women that were going through similar, similar things, like Bethany Frankel and her crazy divorce, mm-hmm. um, Tori Burch and how her ex-husband, you know, threw up his door, too, and was trying to get at her. Like, I look at those women, I drew strength from that. I prayed, I maintained, you know, friends, don't isolate yourself, be around and bring around people that know you and that love you and stay up, stay positive. Yolanda, I have truly, truly enjoyed this conversation, and I know that everybody listening appreciates all of these gems that you have been dropping, and they're definitely going to want to stay connected with you. So please let them know how they can find you online and where they can connect with you on social media. Absolutely. So I have a dope organization called The Business Stage. Uh, if you're online, businessbabesonline.com. If you're on Instagram, at the business babes. Um, and, you know, it's just a tribe of women that are getting it, <laughs> that are absolutely getting it. I also um, am heavy into the real estate game. And so if you are interested in investing, learning more about investing, um, herwealthherway.com, at herwealthherway.com. Um, on Instagram. And then just my personal is YolandaKillsWalker.com or um, at Business Babes on IG. And definitely like hit me up. Tell me what you loved about this. Tell me what resonated with you. Ask me any questions you have because, you know, it takes a village to raise these business babies and it's not easy out here. So, you know, I just applied you too for honestly just being consistent over the years and hustling if there was ever like an award for the hustler your face with a gold star seriously right beside it because you stay stay just working really 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 hard and you know I, I definitely admire that well I appreciate you I truly truly enjoyed this conversation um I learned a lot and just 
the the example that you provide of being being so resilient um, and being able to bounce back. That bounce back game is way strong. And like you said, hey. you come to the other side, like you will definitely see why everything had to happen the way that it did. This has been another game-changing episode of Confessions of a Workaholic, meant to empower and encourage you to get that ass to work. You already have everything you need to get everything you want if you're willing to do the work. I love you. See you next week. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat mother of three, and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL.